Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Today, though, is not an interview. Well, kind of is, kind of isn't. Many of you have asked questions, and many have people in my life and whatnot have asked questions as well, too, because, as I mentioned on the show plenty of times, and, of course, on social media and all that, you guys know, I'm a professional comic book writer for SGGS Comics for seven comic book series. So... That entails a lot of people asking questions like, how did I break in? How'd you do it? That sort of shit like that. So I actually have a guest with me here today. Yet again, my kind of co-host at this point, Michaela Boak, she's here today to ask me questions that people would normally ask. And I'm going to give you guys some answers as well, too. Say hi, Michaela. Hi. And it's your second time back on the show, right? Yeah, second time back on the show because she was on to help me cover Umbrella Academy and why the fuck you guys should watch that show. So this isn't the normal standard thing that we usually do for the show, but, you know, we like to take breaks when I give you guys a little bit different amount of content, you know, mix it up a little bit. And this is going to be an informative episode. So say you guys or gals are interested in breaking in the comics, right? As an indie comic book writer, I got my creative my own stories and all that other shit like that. She's going to, you know, ask some questions that people normally ask that hopefully you guys get some fun input from. Normally, you guys get this shit from way higher professionals than me because I'm a piece of shit and I know it. But still, besides the point, here we are. Michaela, hit me with the questions. What do you got? So a lot of these questions are ones that I have asked you already, like personally, but just to give like a like a a brief interview on, you know, how your fans are like, see if they have any questions of their own. So. First one I'll start off is give <laughs> give a history on how you started enjoying comics. Like, did you always enjoy them, or were you one of those people that, like, after the movies came out and became successful, then you started getting into them? Oh, fuck no. You mean a fanboy or hopping on the bandwagon like people do after every fucking Super Bowl? No. <laughs> no, there's no way in hell. No, I've been a comic book fan since <sighs> three years old. I think three or four years old or something like that. I started as I'm I'm an OG fan. Mine started with Static Shock, Batman Beyond, and the Justice League TV show. That was my shit. And I was a comic book fan of the cartoons. Then I transferred in. My first comics were uh, steampunk version. It was a Transformers comic book series that was a Western. So it's like if they landed in there in the 1800s, but still had their 1980s G1 sort of shit. And it was also I bought at the same time were two Iron Man comics when it was the dark rain. So it was dark as like Iron Man was getting a goddamn needle in his eye. I had to be five or it's no, I was older than that. I think I was eight years old when I first got my first comics. They were Marvel and Transformers. And then my first DC was Young Justice, as I mentioned before. So, no, I've 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 grown up on the big two. And then I grew up with Spawn. So I grew up a little quote unquote indie when it comes to Spawn. But yeah. What you got for the next one? Um, well, taking that in mind, is there a particular series you enjoy? Like, seeing your, seeing your bookshelf, I see, like, you have a lot of, like, one one or two uh, trades of a series, but then you have, like, a whole bunch, like, DMZ I see a lot. Oh, um, well, when it comes to trades, now do I have a specific series? I'll do I'll do your question better. How about that? Uh, is there a series that I've taken a lot of inspiration from? Is that a question on there? It can be. 
Okay. Well, it, it can be. Well, it is now. Uh, <laughs> one of them on there is definitely a thing of DMZ has inspired me a lot as a writer, and I think all writers and artists should read slash well, read it. Uh, artists and writers, or if you're looking to get in the comics, read DMZ. That's on your to-do list, too. It's a war book in Manhattan. Fucking fascinating. And Saga is another one, because it's Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars in space. I was going to get to that, actually. Ugh. Um, and Superman's a good one. I would say I, I got a lot of indie books on my shelf. Let me take a look. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of indie books. So I want to, I like, I don't have a specifically personal big series one that I love. I, I love so many books, as you know. I, I love a lot of books, a lot of series, a lot of writers, a lot of artists and whatnot. And I I think stick to indie books for a while. Get a lot of inspiration. See what those guys and gals have done as artists, writers, fuck, even inkers. Or if you guys want to be a letterer, for God's sake. People want to be a letterer. I don't know why, but people want to. Shout out. I love you guys, actually. Just kidding. So if you guys don't be mad, please. So... Yeah, I'd say stick to indie books. Okay. So I say I love a lot of indie books. To say the least, that's answering the question, I guess. All right. And the next question. Like like that would be your general yeah. genre you'd like. Yeah, general okay. genre of indie. Even though I love the big two, I love the, yeah. Okay. So when you say that you take inspiration from those books, like what do you like best about your job? Like when it comes to writing, what do you like best about writing comics? This is that, that That's a whole fucking episode right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, What's the best part about it Like that you like doing? Is it the writing or? I mean, well, I mean, I only write in comics. And, I mean, obviously I love fucking reading them. But I take a lot of, well, what I love to do in writing, and a lot of people, this is what I love to do, and a lot of people feel the same on this, is if you're going to write comics, because I love to build the world, right? I love to build the worlds and build the character. That's the funnest fucking part. The funnest. I love making. People hate making pilots of TV shows, the proof of concept for a movie, or a number one on the fucking comic book, or in the hate creating a war. I love that shit. I live for that shit. I love seeing my characters come to life all the time and artwork and stuff like that as well. Fucking brilliant to me. So I look upon that, and my favorite thing to do is creating a world and building the characters and. Figuring out characters' backstory because everything has a story in there, and you have to remember that. You know, everyone's in there for a reason. They're behaving like they're for a reason. This world, go in and out with the details. That's I love doing that, and that's the thing I recommend to people that they do because that fleshes out your story. That is a thing that allows you to say, "Hey, these characters you can bond with. They're unique. This world is unique because we have in the realm of comic books. There's so many fucking worlds." You know, I've seen lots of cool ones, whether they're mainstream or non-mainstream. There's been lots of cool ones. And so you look upon that as something you really have to learn to like to do. Because if you don't like building a character, building a world, like, uh, or say you don't, you don't like building a world, but you like doing the characters. I'm sorry, you need to build a fucking world. I love people like, well, don't worry about the world. No, 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 no. The world is what your characters inhabit. That fucking matters. If you're, if you're just worried about dialogue characters, you're fucked. You have to think about the world and do that. So that's what I love doing is that shit. What you got next? All right. Well, um, just looking at your Instagram, we'll go there. Um, you do a lot, as anyone can see. Um, you are 
it says actor, writer, makeup artist, freelance, etc. But like, out of all those, what would you consider yourself to be? And I, I know we vaguely touched upon this before, um, you and I have, but um, like, has there anything that's changed? Because you know, COVID, new world order. Um, is there anything you do? Like, do you, like, do you still consider yourself to be independent or is there anything, is it, has it changed? Well, this one is a very interesting one, um, to say the least here. And this one also branches to other people because this point of this episode is to ask me questions and also help you guys out as well. Personally, film has changed a lot. Um, it's a lot less film in the sense there because uh, New World Era. And I'm, I'm thinking about it now is the best way to do it. And the, everyone out there, I consider myself as this. And anyone out there who does multiple th- fucking things, like I do nature stuff, anthological stuff, comics, and video games, all sorts of shit. If you're doing many things and you're like, oh, I want to be myself, consider yourself independent, but also creators, uh, say creative. Like, what are you? I'm a creative. It's what I do. I create content for, with, with video games. I write comic books, I create podcasts, you know, all this sort of shit like that, like, you're a creative, and you can always be like, I'm a writer, and all this shit like that, but overall, I consider myself a creative, and the people out there who want to be a Swiss army knife of shit, I fucking love it, I really do, you know, I, and I love working on all the mediums, and they're all fucking great, and I have a, I have a, a shoe in, and every, it's not that I like it, but, but I also have a shoe, a foot in the door in every one of these, and some of them I cannot talk about, but I do have a tie-in with video games, Thinking now, no, that's not breaking an NDA. We're good. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of shit that's happening, folks. Just wait. So very much taking consideration with that is I, I consider myself a creative. And when you do multiple things, just consider yourself a creative. What are you? I'm a creative. Right then and there, you're going to determine whether or not people are saying, hey, fuck you, buddy. Because you, when, when it comes to creativity, you get a lot of backlash from people. Most of the time, it's because people like, you can't do that because they were never taught that they could. Or they just believe you cannot because they're like, ah, I tried and I failed. Well, you didn't get back up. There's a lot of that shit. I've, yeah, trust me. I've ran into a lot of that shit. Those stories from another time. But yeah, so what you got next? So would you consider yourself like an influencer at all? Do you mean do I have an OnlyFans? <laughs> no. No. No? no. no? I could. I mean, I really could here. I mean, shit. You want to get that apartment? Well, we got a fucking OnlyFans right now. Shit. Yeah, yeah, they like the booty hole. Nobody has to know, right? Remember, nobody has to know. Nobody has to know. Shit, that's fuck me. No one has to know. Um, that's a very much an inside joke, and I don't think the person who told me that one day that fucking confronted me in high school is going to be saying to listen to the fucking show. So I don't think so. And if they do, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> fuck, we derailed. Um, influencer. I don't ever want to consider myself an influencer. People say I am. I don't think I have the followers. A lot of people say I don't. But I've seen myself influence a lot of people that I know and that I don't know. I think it's within your personality at that point. Yeah, mm, personality, yeah. Because uh, I'm always outgoing and out there and shit like that, too. And I'm always a big inspirational person. So I guess you could say influencer, yeah. But I don't like to consider myself that because that's a whole niche. Am I ninja? No. I mean, I don't want to be any of those guys. Or gals or anything like that. I mean, no. I'm going to say no, but that's because I want to keep myself humble. I mean, I'm a fucking... I'm, I'm from the Midwest. What do you want from me? I was 16 years in the Midwest, in, uh, in Illinois. What do you want? 
Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show. You guys like comics and you like reading them in person. Well, let me tell you, go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you, I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be, comics. It's all there for you guys. That's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address, 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, in downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them drawntocomics.com or find them on social media on the number 623-847-9090. You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully, you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, Drawn the Comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital. But I love digital, too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick-and-mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me. All right, what you got? Um, so you said that you have a lot of comic co- comics coming out. Seven, right? Uh, hold on. We, we're sharing a mic here because budgets. Okay, yeah, where is this going to go? Because I can't talk about all of them. Please don't make get me in trouble. Um. Oh, that changed everything. <laughs> oh, uh, shit, he can get fired? Oh, no. God. <laughs> I wanted to know what is the process of a typical project that, like, you oh. like you get an artist you do that like you, you, uh, you know obviously you write it you get an artist you get you know printing company whatever you get so, the issues so you have so yeah. okay hold on you have the company you have the the artist with you that you're attached to mm-hmm. whether or not you got brought the person along or just been hired with like me and Paul but we become friends so it's fine mm-hmm. what so like everything's there yeah like what's the process that goes through creating a comic like and anything else that goes with it. Am like I pitching it? it? Am I pitching it to my boss? Sure. Okay, so we'll start the pitch. I've done this a lot of times, a lot, a lot of times. Um, pitching. So for for so if you have everything there, you're hired. They say, oh, we want you to be a writer. Okay. Very rarely will it happen that you don't have it, but if say they, oh, we can have an artist for you or whatever like that as well. And so, a lot of times though, uh, I do want to put a, make it known in parentheses on this question is a lot of times you need to have your writer with or artist with you or need to have a writer with you if you're an artist or if you're doing artist and writer god fucking bless you but you guys exist jesus that's like i have a big cock in a comic book industry type of job if you're doing that jesus christ but if you do that say if you're in that scenario and such like oh we can get you an artist but uh do you have a book for us something like that and like, okay cool and you're hired in the company or you want to be hired in the company uh, so the standard process that I have had with that, uh, how do I best to put this thing? Cause there's a couple of scenarios with this. The best way to put it is so y- you do the pitching. So you want to make it short, sweet, simple. Uh, the elevator pitch, I think you probably heard of. Mm-hmm. Keep an elevator pitch. Mine, as I'm a talker, don't really tend to be elevator pitches, but they still work somehow. I don't know how. Love you, Anwar. But you tend to go through with that, and you got to keep that in mind. Keep it short, simple, sweet. You know, don't be like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then this. Give a really action-packed summary when you're pitching. You know, that's that's the thing, and you have to do it. So if you give your really good pitch with that, you know, keep it short, simple, and be like, 
and here's how it benefits you guys, and here's the fans you can reach and shit like that. Once you give the elevator pitch, be like, your fans this way and all that shit. Dogs are going off if you can hear them. The beauty of being at home studio. And if you do that, Jazz, and you're good. But say if they say yes. So they're like, yes, you're in. So the standard process for that. Uh, standard process is you work with your artist, or the artist is like, okay, just give us his stuff here. So you, the best way I like to do it is you sit down, and I like to watch or listen to music that's tied into, or music is just orchestral music. I fucking love that show. Movie scores, Halo soundtrack, uh, 2WEI, I believe is their name, that do like trailer music. I have their station on Pandora. Motherfucker, it's good. And like remixes and stuff like that, really good. So you do that, or watch clips or have a movie on in the background and such like that. Get that pre-work set to go that's tied into what you're working on and take some influence and be like, oh my God, it's a cool idea. But branch off of it or like, Oh yeah, neat. And like you maybe like sound effects, something like that, or dialogue. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what if they say? Really cool shit. Not taking anything, but like having inspiration from it that can lead to stuff down the road. Um, you do that, and you comes next up is creating characters. So you go through character designs. What do I want this character to look like? Okay, give notes that are written. If you're the writer, give notes that you, what you want your character to look like, uh, as well. So. We'll kind of stick to writing, I guess, for now, to say the least, or kind of a little bit later in, but we'll stick to writing. You want to go through your character designs. See what you, when you picture the story in your head and whatnot, what does your character look like? Write it down, you know, make it short, simple, like sex, race, uh, designs, iconic markings and shit like that, too, which is very important to make your characters stand out a little bit. You always want to make sure you have that. Like some of mine don't stand out that much when they start, but later on they do. You know, Operation Kaiju Shield. There's a gear upgrade pretty soon here. I think next issue actually. So you have that powers, whatever the hell it is, personality traits. Write that down with it in their bios, and then you turn that into the artist. Uh, make sure you have your world complete. Look about your world, like the notes and whatnot. Have a notebook with you that you take around. I mean, we've mentioned this on the. Show. I think I mentioned in my last interview. Have a notebook with you and write down notes as they come to you and shit like that as well. Uh, there's a sketchbook wallet. You can use it for notes or a sketchbook if you're an artist. Really cool idea. Uh, they're probably making fucking millions of dollars. So such a simple idea. It's stupid. So do that. And after that, what the world building is the script. So then you type up your script. After you turn in that stuff to your artist, your artist gets to work on that. And then your art, and then you work on your script, fully flesh it out, take a couple weeks, work on that as well. I usually take about a week or so on a script, especially when it's a number one. I take about a week, and then you kind of have an idea for other stuff as well, too. And it's, it's a very tough process. This is a very long process. You want to make sure it's great. You want to make sure you get approved. Then you turn, turn that into usually your editor. Uh, the editor will get it. They'll go through it. Usually, actually, turn all the stuff into your editor, then they send it to your artist, or you just send it directly to your artist. But it depends on the company and their rules and how laid back they are and shit. So after that, then the issue one, they said, okay, we approve it and shit like that. Awesome. Or they send it back and then you get notes and be like, oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? Then they send it to the artist. The artist makes it. And then there you go. But that's when you're doing that whole new book, this is a process that takes a long fucking time. I've had books that I've pitched and that we've been working on for months now. So, and because it all depends on scheduling. So you got to think about scheduling. When can they release this in their thing? Like, Comics are usually being worked on a year fucking ahead of time or at least six months ahead of time than when they're announced or released to the fucking public, which is people forget that shit all the time. But yeah, uh, what's, what's your next question on this one? 
it's funny because when you were um doing the elevator pitch that uh, explaining that all i could think was the office the keep it simple stupid (laughs) yeah it's very fucking true (laughs) it's very it's very true um so i had that in mind while doing that but um next question is so we talked about your favorite part of the job do you have a least favorite part if there's any because i know writer's block can be a bitch not even writer's block no, it's not writer's block. Uh, writer's block, I solve. I have a lot of vices that I use to help solve writer's block and people and shit like that in my life. Um, I mean, you're one of them. But when it when it when it comes to getting a non-writer's block, like it makes you feel better. But like when it comes to non-writer's block and storytelling, I'm like, shit, I need a, I need a very big professional. And luckily, I got really cool friends of mine to help with that. I love you, but shit. Uh, we have, I say um a lot. This is the most ums I said in an episode. It kind of makes, it makes me mad, but. The thing I hate the most when doing comics, and it's nobody's fault. It's just it's part of the nature in the business. It's like in filmmaking. I've done a couple years of that jazz, feature films, indie, film festivals, all that shit. It's the time it takes before it comes out. There's so many books I have right now that are not out that I've or that I want to get to issue two of because it's so fucking great. The problem is the wait and the time period in between. And especially if you're working for an indie company. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. DC, it could be a cutback. It could be anything. Indie company, it could be, well, we got other books. We got this stuff here. I I understand it. I want to make it known, especially the SGGS comics. Go follow me. If I understand it. I understand it completely. I know why. There's corporate shit, all sorts of shit like that. It takes, it's a process. It's just, And especially the artist, and you got to wait for your release date and shit like that. That's the part I hate the most. And writer's block, solvable. That, though, not, and it sucks. But you learn to live to deal with it, but it still sucks. It's like COVID. You learn to live to deal... No, not COVID. Uh, hmm. What is a good thing for hate? Meth heads, right? Say you live in a shitty neighborhood, and you got a meth head. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> if you're a meth head and listening to this, please get help. But then oh, you live in a shitty neighborhood. You just get used to him. You fucking hate him, but you just get used to him. All right, next question. I mean, it's only natural to have writer's block anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 You get artist block, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I've had that yeah. plenty of times. I'm still going through it. <laughs> You're an artist. You might not understand that. Um, so what genre do you like um, writing the most? I know you like monsters a lot, and the stories that you've told me um, all kind of have, like, uh, kind of incorporate monsters in some way, monsters whether that's historical or, or fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because we have Operation Kaiju Shield, giant monsters um i have a dinosaur comic out and then another one has magical creatures uh and i'm trying to think and other ones are sci-fi and whatnot as well so it's a good mixture of that too and i also have a dinosaur book in the works as well but i'm I'm looking upon it now and i like writing stuff with creatures whether monsters, animals, I say creatures because it's a lot easier. Uh, monsters, animals, dinosaurs, I love writing for those because sci-fi you can escape, but then you got to deal with real-world shit, right? When you write for creatures, I think of something about it that is pure escapism. Like writing people with superpowers is escapism. So I think it's sci-fi and creatures is what I like the most. Because fantasy's awesome. Fantasy's fucking awesome. But then you kind of remember some shit like, your character's black. Well, <laughs> well, you don't really want that because uh, it ain't going to you're like, oh, yeah, it really wouldn't work out that well. Well, we got to say it's an alternate earth to avoid shit, like not being racist or anything like that. But it's just the thing like 
that kind of sucks. You know, like you got to deal with a little bit of racist shit and they're like, fuck, you want to deal with that? No. Okay. Then you got to worry about not making sure you don't put that in and deal with the bad people. It's not historically accurate because this person of such and such race would be, oh, the prosecutor shit. They wouldn't be fun. Like, fuck off. Like Westworld, there was a black sheriff or deputy. And you know that wouldn't really want to fly in 1800s, but whatever. But it's cool. I like it. I enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, because you know what? Equal rights. Fuck yeah. Black lives matter. I'm just going to put it out of mouth. Um, love is love is love. And so I'm covering all the bases. Uh, yeah. So I think sci-fi and creatures are the ones I like to enjoy the most. And a lot of people tend to these days. All right. What's next? I know you do a really good job on those. Um. So what advice do you can you give for like someone who's just starting out? Like what's the advice that you would have want to have been given while you were starting out? Like I, I know I, uh, I I've asked you this before on a separate thing when it comes to your acting um, career, but it's I know it's be prepared and trying to just uh, essentially um learn from your mistakes is that still I, true I, in this time yes yeah it's learn from the mistakes i mean that's simple um the biggest thing i always tell people because i've done acting i do the film writing television writing comic book tie-ins tied in for stuff and whatnot for films uh a lot of shit and in film and special effects and stuff like that as well or practical i should say is be prepared for a no the biggest in comics and film Anything, when you're a creative, you're going to have a hard fucking life, no matter what, whether, because even if you're, celebrities have a hard life and when they're creative, because, especially in comics, because projects don't go through, or a project is taken away from you, or your company goes on, or whatever the fuck it is, you have stuff like that where it doesn't go through, or it's taken away from you, or anything like that or people like or you have a really good idea but a lot of people say no like fucking jk rowling that whole bucket of worms we're not gonna get into but she got rejected on harry potter how many fucking times 20 yeah 20 something times she got rejected on harry potter maybe it's because they realized she was a bitch but <laughs> so the, i saw a perfect professor mcgonagall fucking holding the, the uh the one crystal ball lady uh, meme the other day oh. and uh, did you ever see that and it had that pink bitch I, I, I don't remember her fucking name. Dolores or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, it was Umbridge. And Umbridge is sitting there like, nee, nee, fucking bitch. I hated that woman. Fucking hated that character. Uh, not the actress. The actress did such a wonderful job no, in the writing. Character. Just character. If 2020 was a person. Yeah, 2020 was a person. It's Umbridge. Oh, my God. That's mean. But then, like, McGonagall's holding the crystal ball lady into the right. And it's like, McGonagall says, Potter fan or uh, Potter fandom. And then <laughs> they was hugging the crystal ball lady and said, trans Tra uh, uh, trans people, and then uh, and then it's the fucking oh, uh, Umbridge was um, it said J.K. Rowling, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's fucked, but it's amazing. And so I'm looking at it now, uh, so so she got rejected. But besides the point, you know, is be prepared for rejection. I I talked about it in my literally my last interview. I've talked about it in most of my interviews for three years. We're actors, voice actors, writers, artists, inkers. Everybody says the same shit in comics and in everything creative. You will get told no most of the time. The classic saying for, uh, what is it, for actors is when you go to auditions, right? The classic saying is that. But you're, and it goes for anything in creative. You lose a billion, but you win a million. And you have to take those millions to heart. Like those things you do win, you better be fucking ecstatic. Like take it to heart and be like, I won. I did it. Like awesome. Like you, you have to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it keeps 
make sure it fuels you because if it doesn't fuel you, then maybe you're not in the right profession. But ignoring that fact, we are always prepared for a no. And that's it. You're going to be beat down so many times, especially in the beginning. You're going to be beat down so many times. So be prepared for no and workshop your ideas. If you're a writer, which we're sticking to, so say you're a writer and people keep telling you no, workshop it. Don't be afraid to workshop your ideas. If you got to change something, change something. This is the nature of the game, to say the least here. So those are my two things I would tell people was be prepared for no and keep trying. Be prepared for no and be prepared to keep trying afterwards. And then also the don't be afraid to workshop your ideas, yeah. which is very important. It's very fucking important. All right, what else you got? Well, because I know it takes a lot of work, and I know a lot of people don't really understand how hard artists do with their with their creative ideas because they all all they see is the glamorous stuff. Yeah, they think it's they think it's all like glamorous celebrities and easy. All you do is put words down on your paper. Well, all you do is put a fucking dildo up your ass. All right, like suck it. I it's it's very much that of everybody thinks it's easy. And I guess it's the grass is always greener sort of thing like that. But it's a lot of work. Pitching, all sorts of shit like that. Like, it's... Rejection. Rejection. You you face so much rejection and nobody understands. Like, it's always a yes. They want to... No, no you, it's not always a yes. Like, it goes back to that. Yeah, like, you see how many, like... I, I think Lady Gaga, there was when she was in college or, or high school, nobody said that she'd make it. And now, look at her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've had plenty of people in my life that were saying, uh, a few of them are dead now, but <laughs> which is sad, but that it said, like, you know, hey, you're going to go far, kid. You're going to make it. And actually, a lot of them are dead now. Jesus Christ. But uh, thank you, COVID, and thanks old age, I guess. But, you know, you're going to go far, kid, and whatnot, too. But I faced a lot of people. They're like, everyone's always told you you can do it. I'm like, nah, bitch. Nah, it's not been a lot of that. It's been a lot of you're not going to make it far and show it too. Like, because the ones that are like, fuck you, you're not going to make it. And they hit you harder than the yeses. The no's always hit you hard. As a man who's been rejected a lot in relationships, let me tell you, the no's always hit harder. They really fucking do. I mean, no, not with you, not with you. But when I got rejected out of like a 20 group orgy, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm fucking kidding. That never happened. It was a six group. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it, it's really that. So, like, it's it's a lot of hard work. And so if you really are trying to break in the comics, you're like, I work at fucking Wendy's and I want to break in the comics, be prepared for an uphill fucking battle. You are facing Bunker fucking Hill, people. Bunker fucking Hill. And the people who don't know what that is, learn your damn history, please. It was only in the 60s. Like, goddamn. So, yeah. What else you got for me? Well, because I know you're... You've said that people have told you you are the hardest working millennial. What? Yeah. So with that and all those rejections, like you still work hard. Like you, you are like one of those small handful groups of people that will do that instead of just quitting right there. Oh, yeah. Most people, I'm 23 years old, right? As this recording in 2020, but I have the body of a 60 year old and the, the brain of a 95 year old at this point. And, because I was a douchebag back in the day. And a lot of crazy probably shit. Like <laughs> yeah, probably like a 22-year-old at the age of 15. Uh, but you know, you have, yeah, it's, it is it is a lot of hard work and shit like that, too. And I thank you for that. Thank you. It means a lot. But 
you tend to roll with the good and whatnot too. And I, I don't like taking huge compliments. I guess it's because Midwesterners and whatnot. But yeah, you just you take them and you got to keep rolling with them. You really have to. Yeah. Roll with the punches. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What else you have? That's what else? It. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, shit. All right. Well, this has been questions for a writer and whatnot. So hopefully. Uh, questions for uh, commonly asked questions. There's so many things you could call this, but either way, it's questions, commonly asked questions of, of a writer. Yeah. Yeah. So we do. <laughs> took a little bit to workshop that name. Goddamn. I know. Oh, excuse me. But hopefully, you know, this is some advice and whatnot for you guys at home for writing and, you know what, and creatives in general. We did a Yeah. Yeah. They start out and they keep going, whatnot. Am I where I really, truly want to be? Yeah, I'm getting. I, I'd love to work for DC or Marvel. I'm just saying, <laughs> I really would. I'd like to work for DC or Marvel and work in an animal preserve full time. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the dream, son. And do a little bit of film work as well too, and do the podcast. And because I never want to stop doing these podcasts, they're amazing. Where they're doing interviews, which I love doing, having special guests on that are friends of mine or not, and then also doing these talk show segments and one as well too. I love doing it so. Yeah, hopefully you guys take a little bit from this. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Dakota Morgan 3 on Twitter or at Dakota underscore Morgan 97. Keep in touch with all the things I do and motivational shit as well. And make sure you guys subscribe to the show because it helps us out dearly. Leave a review. It really does help us. And share the show. Whether or not it's a talk show episode or a really cool interview. I mean, we got over 160 episodes of really cool guests. Really, really cool guests. And some fun reviews and talk shows. Uh, Talk show topics, I would say, to say the very least. Like the one you listen to now, if you got this far. Thank you very much. And also, Michaela, where can they follow you? Oh, and as well, if you want to subscribe, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or ComicChronicle.Podbean.com. And marketing, you know, that sort of thing. Where can I find you on social media? Uh, Instagram, Michaela underscore Jane. I usually post a lot of random things, but mostly my artwork that I'm trying to get back into. Especially with digital artwork, which is hard as fuck. But you know what? I'm I'm pushing through it. I'm gonna be honest with you, though. Love a lot of it's digital artwork these days. There's a lot of professional digital artists. So. Well, because like when you're so used to doing like the traditional paper stuff, it's really hard to transition from one to the other. That's true. That is true. All right. Without further ado, though, thank you everybody for tuning into this episode and stay classy, my fellow writers. <laughs>